welcome to another episode of Let's Do a Podcast. I'm Ryan. Uh, I'm Anthony. I know. What a weird... The same way I did a weird. It didn't work for me. I don't know how to not be weird, and it drives me nuts. (laughs) It's like, I need to do a normal intro, and it just never happens. Um, Gotta rev it up. Just rev it up. Ugh. Of course, like a hair goes in my mouth too at the same time. <laughs> can't can't get rid of it. Oh my god! Uh, what? A, what's up, that's everybody? What you, that's what you get for you just doing weird intros. His hair get, goes in your mouth. Yeah, classic. <laughs> yeah. So now that that's over with, uh, let's talk about beer because I'm ready to crack one open because it's been a Monday. So, um, so I will start us off. I have. Pills of fire. Oh, oh! I figured it's a, it's kind of a trippy pilsner. Pilsner. Oh my god! Is it like a pilsner that like is like a pacifier? I guess so. Got a creepy baby on it, right? I don't know. Like I saw this and I was like, I don't know why. I feel like you know drugs. Maybe kind of a weird. It's a weird can. Maybe yeah. I don't know. I, I really, I was going through my beer fridge. I was like, I need something that's like drug related. I saw that. I was like, well, that's fucking creepy. So I guess I'll pick yeah. that. Um, it is. Well, let me. I, put, I have the info right here. So obviously, it's a Pilsner from Sig Brewing over in Ta- Tacoma. I, I don't know what I, I was about to say. Uh, something like Tomahawk. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Tacoma, Washington. Uh, it is a 5.5 ABV, 25 IBU. Uh, ratings, it's a 3.9. So, seems Uh-oh. all right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, New American Pilsner brewed with Pilsner malt combined with a touch of oat, corn, and something malt. V- Vienna malt. malt. Yeah. Kettle hopped with... Uh... I should have read this before. But, you know, me with reading. It's always great. Uh, so hopped with Calis, Cal- Calista. I don't know. And dry hopped with Mosaic for a light, fruity, yet highly crispy finish. Very mosaic-y. Yeah. So uh, this will be interesting. I do like, I like a really good Pilsner, though. So mm-hmm. I feel like I'm pretty picky when it comes to a Pilsner. So we'll see. I mean, I poured it yet, which usually I have. So while I pour like, mine, yeah, it's like with the yeah, with the pilsner. The thing for me is like it's like whereas like the bitterness, like the just getting punched in the mouth with like a IPA the pilsner is like how crisp and refreshing is it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, what are you drinking uh, on? For my imbibing this evening, this podcast, I am having Masterminds IPA from Hop and Sting. So, interesting, uh, I'll do, uh, I have a few descriptions on this one. So, uh, describing the beer itself, it's a classic hazy IPA with citra, mosaic, and lotus hops in collaboration with the Duke Manyweather, and uh, I think it's Offensive Line Masterminds. Uh, proceeds for the, this beer uh, goes to Alzheimer's Research. Um, so, just a little bit on the can here. So, it's like a hashtag strike leverage drive finish. Uh, this is the motto of Duke Manyweather's Offensive Line Masterminds program for training elite offensive linemen. It is the essence of the work and technique needed to bring excellence to their game. This drive for excellence brought us all together to create a new hazy India Pale Ale, loads of citra, mosaic, and lotus hops. 
pack a massive citrus punch that is worthy of the biggest and best at best athletes top it all off we will use proceeds of this beer to help many worthy local charities alzheimer's research being one of them it is uh 7.7 abv with 20 ibu nice and it's got so, a little gold definitely very very clear very crisp of my pilsner i love i love beer well, this is going to sound silly, but I love beer that has some sort of purpose. Yeah. Oh, oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go with the can noise here. I, I think have to rely on you to tell me if it came across well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The echo in the room really helps, like, really make it feel like you yeah. actually cracked open the beer. Like, it, I like that. <clears throat> Rolling that beautiful beer footage there. Mm-hmm. Up, up, up. Too much. Got a little too uh, heady with it. Huh? I like that head. Uh, mine is very, uh, it's very crisp. It is. It's um, even like after I poured it and I let it sit there for a second, of course, to take the picture, um, you could just smell it. Like you could smell everything and uh, it, it's very, it's very tasty. So we'll see as it, you know, as time goes on, what I think. But it's definitely super clear. Very, you can tell it's very crisp. So, you know, it's a Pilsner. All right. And I think this ended up coming out as a picture for perfect pour right here. Blancha. Yeah, that's a really good pour. <clears throat> It is a classic hazy IPA. Uh, it yeah. is hazy, citrus, cloudy, light, and cookie. Cookie is a flavor uh, that they had to say for this. Interesting. So would you yeah. say it's cookie? It's cookie. It's very cookie. Not very, very cookie. It's somewhat cookie. But it's enough that I would say cookie. Mm. But uh, okay. it's also Hop and Sting. And I think they're somewhat famous for their cookie flavors in their beer. Because they did like a... Uh, like a Christmas cookie beer, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like a year or two ago, and I was like, eh, "It tastes like a gingerbread cookie." So nice, <clears throat> yeah. They do make good cookie uh -huh. beers. So, um, <clears throat> so we will go through. Uh, so of course, our segments changed up a little bit. I can't remember what I called it. And it's almost frustrating because I should have listened to the past podcast. But uh, so it's. Uh, I couldn't even wing it. Couldn't even wing it. I, I, <laughs> my mind's gone. <clears throat> but um, so pretty much I will talk about movies and shows that are either out coming out or that we just want to watch. And then Anthony will talk about the local beer scene news and events. Yes. Uh, we will come up with a better name. <laughs> I will, I think I did on the last episode. But I just can't remember. Um, Beer and movie time. <laughs> yeah. So we'll switch it up. This time I'll go first. First, I want to ask Anthony, how was Renfield? It was pretty awesome. So, like, I got to see an advanced screening of the movie. Uh, I got to see it the day after we recorded last, actually. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny because we had talked about... It's like, oh, I got this, I got a showing coming up soon. And, uh, but I'm not sure when it is. And then the next day I was out at dinner 
And then a few friends that were going out to see a movie with, they texted us. It's like, hey, are you guys almost to the theater? And we're like, what? <laughs> it's like, we'd forgotten that the showing was like that evening. We oh. were in Fort Worth. The showing was in Dallas, starting oh, in like 30 minutes. <laughs> so we, uh, not to incriminate myself, but we did make our, make our way over to uh, just south of Deep Ellum with haste. We made it maybe like five minutes into the movie. Missed all the missed all the previews, but it's whatever. Uh, but what I saw the movie, I did I did miss the few, few first few minutes. But the movie was pretty freaking awesome. If you get a chance to go see this movie in the theater, go see it. And if you don't get the chance to see it in theater, go see it. Like watch it when it starts streaming. Uh, I will say, uh, uh, Nick Cage is great as Dracula. Um, ben Schwartz is uh, one of the bad guys. Ben Schwartz and uh, Shora, uh, and I'm going to butcher her name, Shora Agadushulu, I believe. She's uh, plays Avasarala in The Expanse, which I've talked about uh, on uh, as a thing of the week a while ago. Um, but uh, two, like, uh, Ben Schwartz is just like, you know, funny man. Uh, you know, John Ralphio from Parks and Recreation. Um, uh, and then... So uh, great. Yeah, and then uh, his mom, who's played by Shora, uh, she's always like she got the voice that is makes you take her seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like she's a good character. Uh, Aquafina, great. And then I'm blinking on the main guy um, who plays Renfield, but uh, he Nicholas is Holt. Nick Holt. Yes, uh, he was really good as well. The entire ensemble. Uh, worked out very nicely. I was uh, I, I was enjoying myself. There were a lot of laugh out loud moments. Uh, there was some good action there. Uh, it gets a little thin towards the end because I think it just tries to move the plot along. Um, they talk. I actually there was actually an interview with Nick uh, Nick Cage following the screening um, where they interviewed him and streamed it live to all the different theaters. Uh, and uh, he did allude to a, a few scenes that he was a fan of that got cut. So it does feel like there were a few of those scenes that were maybe. Uh, missing and they kind of padded it over to kind of like get the plot to go from uh like the second act to the third act uh but overall it was a great movie nick cage acting his heart out as dracula did a really good job the entire ensemble worked together really nicely i'd be i'd be stoked to see a uh like a sequel to this if they ever ever if they ever decide to do it like a like a Renfield meets the mummy or something like that. So who knows? Maybe they'll get the, uh, universal will get its monster universe after all. There you go. <clears throat> awesome. I, I'm really excited to see it. I, I hope to see it in theaters, but we'll see. I haven't gone to a movie in theaters in so long and I'm ready to. So I feel like this is the one that I should go back and see. Mm-hmm. Um, gonna, galaxy. yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to throw this back a little bit and back in 2022, but if you haven't seen Bullet Train, that is one I highly, highly recommend. Yes. Um, I watched that kind of on a whim. I, I was, it was a random weekday, and I texted my mom, the back horse, whenever I lived there, and I was just like, hey, let's go see a movie. I don't, I don't know, I don't know anything about this, let's just go see it. And, I mean, I'm, listen, I'm not here to break stuff down or talk a lot about all these movies, but I think it's worth seeing. You can stream it. I can't remember where right now. Um, I had it up, but of course I lost my spot, but it's, yeah, I think it's on Prime. It for free. Yeah. 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 If you have prime and I think a few other services, just look for it. I think it is worth a watch. It surprised me and it was really, really good. And a lot of really good actors. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> a TV show that we're actually currently going through right now. It's a Netflix only show called beef. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Again, not because there's a lot. I'm not going to say much about it. Uh, but it's very crazy, uh, very good, and very depressing. Yeah. <laughs> but I tell you what, Stephen Young and uh, Steve, I see Stephen Young and something. I'm watching it. Yeah, he's so good. And uh, Ali Wong, is that her yeah. name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both really, really good freaking actors. Which um, it's like she's usually a comedy actress to see her something in a little more dramatic as like to show her chops. She's pretty good. She did great. She's doing yeah. great. We, we have a few more episodes, but uh, again, I'm not going to say much about it because I'm not here to spoil stuff. Uh, but I do recommend take some time and watch it. It's a little it. There are rough moments just because it's a pretty depressing show, but it, mm-hmm. I think it's great, though. It ends up being really good. Uh, so I have two coming up movies that we're going to talk about. One is, of course, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 coming out, I think, next month, if I remember right. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> of course, I've watched all of them. I'm going to watch this as well. Uh, uh, this is one of the few superhero movies that I actually get excited for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just I don't know. I feel very burnt out on superhero. and just these kinds of movies i'm a little burnt out on uh-huh. but i will i'll i'll go to this for sure this is uh james gunn's last hurrah in the mcu before he goes and heads up the dcu interesting so his next movie after this is i think uh superman which we'll see yeah <laughs> I mean, it's James Gunn. You know, it's going to probably be have an interesting take on it, I will say. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I feel like I, I have to say this, even though I don't remember the last one that I watched. But Fast 10 is scheduled to come out May 19th. There's 10 of these now. We are going on our 10th Fast and Furious movie. I I, I don't understand. I don't get it. I think I got to... Whatever it's like after Tokyo Drift, I think is my last one. Yeah, Fast Three. They lost me on Tokyo Drift. I enjoyed Tokyo Drift, and then the I think the last one was like it's just the same movie, so I stopped. But yeah, somehow we're at ten. But so they send a car. Then was it? Then uh, I I did hear somebody like talking about it. And it's like don't they send Ludacris in a car to space? Yeah, point? yeah. It, I just I can't. So. Yeah. Anyways, if you're into those movies, get hyped because Fast yeah. 10 is coming out. And let me tell you, stay off the streets because people, after watching it, they want to drive like that. <laughs> so I tell you what, I, uh, uh, over under uh, Fast 15, what do you think? <laughs> uh, I bet they'll go over and it'll be like driving fast to the, I don't know, the doctor or yeah, yeah. Uh, Vin Diesel's like racing out of yeah. the nursing home. Yeah. <laughs> Fast 20, getting to the. Uh, oh, I lost. Getting to the pharmacy. Like, I don't yeah. know. It's like, it's like, uh, man, uh, Dom's been racing for his entire life, but can he race against death? That's right. <laughs> Actually, that's like, okay. You can just say that for almost any of these movies. If he doesn't get his medicine in 20 he, minutes, can he race against old age? That's right. No, they're gonna they're gonna end up rigging a car and go back in time and try to like fix something from happening. It's it's gonna start turning into back in, to the future type thing. 
No, they got to do the same thing everybody else is doing right now. They got to do the Fast and Furious multiverse. Ooh, yes. yes. Or do like a uh, the Quantum Leap type scenario, but start doing it with a car. Like, yeah. <laughs> all the, all, like you, you have to drive this car through different things. And after you fix that situation, you get in your car and you jump to the next area. Like, yeah. It just becomes Back to the Future and the A-Team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be crazy. Uh. Hit us up. We'll we'll write these movies for you. Yeah, I'm. You know, I am surprised. Like, uh, I I was talking to somebody uh, this past weekend about some of the cartoon tie-ins to some like stuff back in the '90s. Like, you know, there was like an MC Hammer cartoon, like way back when. I'm surprised there's not been. uh, And there's probably been a video game for Fast and Furious at some point. But I'm surprised there's not been like a Fast and Furious cartoon. I mean, that's like I feel like it's an obvious tie-in there. Like it ain't like our mice from Mars. Where's my Fast and Furious cartoon? That's actually really surprising. Oh wait, watch Fast and Furious Spy Racers on Netflix. So they have a cartoon. Oh, they do have a cartoon. Okay, I stand corrected. Uh, now let's look up video game. They did have a Fast and Furious video game back in two thousand and six. Yes. I bet she was like a Need for Speed clone or something like that. It, it looks like it's just pretty yeah. much Need for Speed. Yeah. Actually, they have a, quite a few Fast and Furious games out there, surprisingly. Huh. The last one was 2013, Fast and Furious Showdown. Well, no, nope, 2021. Whoa, this is nuts. I didn't even know this was a thing now. My my mind's blown, Anthony. I, I feel like I feel like with as many different genres as they've gone through these gone through in these movies, supposedly they could make like every one of these games could be like a different thing. One could be a spy thriller. One could be like a space game. One could be like just your yeah. shoot up rally game. One's uh, like a Call of Duty clone. <laughs> yeah, the newest one from twenty twenty one. It's available for twenty bucks. So if you have a spare $20 and for some reason you want to play this freaking game, just look at Fast and Furious video game and you'll get it. I don't. And if you do, let us know. Yeah. Curious. <laughs> Very curious. So, Anthony, what do you have for beer news and events? All right, so beer news, big events coming up this weekend. So April 29th and uh, April 30th. So April 29th, Saturday, we have the one, the only Hops and Props coming up, the only Airplane and Craft Beer Fest in the DFW Metroplex, or so they say. Um, yeah, this uh, at 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, I haven't bought my ticket yet, but I'm planning on being there. So if you want to see me, and see me talk about airplanes until you're ready to just not hear me talk about airplanes anymore. Come on down to Hops and Props. I'll be down there at some point. Um, Denton County uh, Brewing's also got their sixth anniversary party coming up this weekend. Uh, so go check that out up in Denton County, uh, up at Denton County Brewing. Uh, you got uh, 8-bit anniversary party coming up for, and I'm forgetting who the 8-bit anniversary party was for. If I can find my... Freaking mouse here. Eight oh my gosh, I've been muted. Um, so I would say two things. One, if you want to learn stuff about airplanes and all that kind of stuff, definitely Anthony is the one to hit up because I loved the times that we've gone and talked about this stuff. And two, please make sure go up to Denton, support them. They are the last Denton brewery right now. Um, I, I think more than ever, that's a brewery. Plus, they're it's really good beer. It's a really great spot. 
So I really I would encourage you if if you have nothing else to do or if you have plans, maybe think about going and supporting a brewery that really needs it because I you know Denton is a great, great place. Mm-hmm. And I really do hope more breweries open up, but it, it's sad that I think we talked about the last time actually that the um, Howling Mutt is closed or closing. Right. I can't remember. Yeah. But so uh, yeah, so there's one more left. So yeah. go support it if you can. Uh, and the other one I was uh, trying to find was eight, uh, eight bit. Uh, the, so eighth anniversary for Bitter Sisters uh, is this weekend as well. I never went there. I always wanted yeah. to. I never made it there. But that's what we got coming up this week. Uh, of course, uh, Big Texas Beer Fest was this past weekend. I didn't make it because I was out of town. But for those of you who went, let us know if there were any great brews over there that you that we need to check out. Just give give us the four on one on that. Um, uh, going yeah. out even further, we got uh, Panther Island Brewing's got their Dank Vader Black IPA release uh, on May Ooh. the fourth. So we got some May the fourth events coming up. Uh, Roller Town Beer Works has got their May the fourth be with you party. Um, and then we got Tups on May 6th has their eighth anniversary party. And just going out even further, uh, we have out to, uh, out to May 20th, we have False Idol with their third anniversary party. So a lot of anniversaries coming up, uh, check them out. Uh, this just, Hey, we're getting into those, uh, early summer, uh, beer fests. So I, I still haven't seen it on the calendar yet, but I'm looking forward to, uh, sour fest, uh, for Martin house. I'm hoping, I'm hoping it comes up again. Cause I enjoy it every year. I've done it so far. Yeah. I I'm getting excited now that like <clears throat> life is kind of coming down here. We're kind of mm-hmm. getting ready. I'm just like, okay, I'm ready. Weather's starting to look fantastic i mean this is the first today was the last day of rain for like over a week so i'm very excited um it's like okay we gotta go places like we gotta go to festivals and fests and all those kind of things but um i do need to look around i would love to find another place that does you know the uh may the fourth be with you type stuff because uh i always think about whenever we went to lakewood and they uh, did yes, theirs the, and the c3po ipa yeah. was it yes it was very disappointing beer yeah. but we had a great time and it was really fun and liquid's not all known these... for its ipas <laughs> it's true yeah. um but a lot of places do really cool stuff a lot of places make their own like t-shirts and all that kind of stuff and it's like okay like i want to go i don't know why but like i just got this itch of like it's time to go it's time to go yeah. so so I will say there are two, uh, just two more things. So there's two pieces of news for breweries. I'm tired of talking about breweries that are closing. I'm talking about breweries that are opening new locations. So White Rock Brewing Company is opening a new uh, new place over in West Dallas. They've got a new facility. It's looking pretty swank. It looks looking awesome. pretty nice. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to go check this place out because it looks pretty nice. And then uh, Soulfire uh, Brewery Pizza and Arcade, they're opening a new location over in Cleburne as well. So nice. Next time, yeah, next time I head out to Dinosaur Valley or to Cleburne State Park, I might go check that out. So I've always wondered how they were doing because they're out in yeah. the originals out in Roanoke. Yeah. And I feel like for Roanoke, it's very like hit or miss sometimes of how uh just places in general do out there so i'm glad that they're doing good enough to do that and yeah white rock lake um the the manager from um oh no it's a downtown dallas tap room i can't remember of it 
Is it the cool. one on your shirt? No, I wish. This is a brewery, <laughs> not a tap room. Um, something growler, like, uh, I can't remember. But anyways, uh, we're pretty, I'm, me and my wife are pretty good friends with her, and she actually got a manager job over there. Uh, so, I don't know, so she posts all the time so I get to see the, the awesomeness of how the brewery's going and doing, and it looks really, really awesome. I'm, I'm hoping wherever we come down and visit, eventually to mm-hmm. hit that place up because um yeah you know I, I i love my my dfw breweries craft and growler that's what it's called oh my uh, gosh yeah 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 i loved craft and growler but um really i was i was talking to the wife i was like i don't know we were originally like trying to not really travel back to texas this year it was like let's let's just do a year like here and adventuring, but I'm like, I don't know. I'm kind of ready. I, I come ready. I'm ready for the beer. I'm ready for the friends. But we'll see. Anyways, that that took a weird turn. But anyways, weird boo. Yeah. <laughs> we don't do weird around here. Weird. But anything else you got for us, or should we move on? Uh, yeah. All I got. Only other stuff I got on the uh, newswire here is some of Mr. Brian Brown, Mr. Beer and Big D's got some. Uh, he's got some good opinions coming out of the Big Texas Beer Fest. He gives his review of some of the beers he's tried. So I'd recommend you go check out beerandbigd.com. That's all in one word. Beerandbigd.com. Uh, just check check out his website. Give it some looks. Uh, he's like he's doing the hard work out there, folks. He's like keeping track on what's going on. He's got his finger on the pulse of the beer scene in Dallas Fort Worth. Check out his website. Give him the uh, give him the uh, traffic on his website because he's busting his ass out here. So, <clears throat> and if I remember correctly, I think he just celebrated an anniversary for how long he's been doing this. Oh, did he? Uh, I want to say I'm I'm gonna say ten years, but I am probably wrong. I'm trying. Okay, let's see. Hold on. He started the website in 2013, but did it somewhere else previously. Ten years. Yep, ten years. So he, I can't believe he's been doing this for that long. Oh. Uh, it originally started as Plano Craft Beer. And then eventually just turned into DFW. Oddly, he lines up with Community's 10th anniversary, don't you think? I thought that was interesting, actually, too. But, mm. you know, you never know. <clears throat> it's I want to meet the person. I want to meet Beer and Big D. I'm curious of who he <laughs> is. Or maybe she. I don't know. Hey, hey Brian, if you're listening and you want to just hop on the podcast and hang out with us, you are welcome. Let us know. Reach yep. out. So, all right. <clears throat> so, obviously, this beer is pretty easy to drink. I, I'm trying not to drink too fast. Yeah. <laughs> I got the same problem. Yeah. I like, I almost we haven't even started okay. on the movie yet. And I was like, I'll probably finish this and maybe grab another. We'll see. I drink a lot. I drink over a gallon of water today. So, I'm, I'm good. I'm on bottle so, three here. Nice. <laughs> Uh, I got a gallon water bottle jug. It's ginormous. It's ridiculously sized, but I'm like, I know I'm more likely going to actually drink my water if I don't have to keep getting up. So mm-hmm. today was my first day doing it. So we'll see if I keep it up. I need to, nice. though. 
So, moving on to the movie. This week, we watched Cocaine Bear. Yes, I know. I'm surprised, too, we even watched Cocaine Bear. Yeah, this actually came out this year. I had it done as 2022. It actually came out in 2023. This is, like, one of the most recent movies we watched other than Unbearable Way to Massive Talent. Yeah, this was in February. Like, it was... It was, like, right, like... It went from theater to streaming real quick. Um, oh, wow. So, uh, Anthony, go ahead and give us a little breakdown, and we will definitely talk about this. Me, 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 me. All right. So, inspired by the 1985 true story of a drug murder's plague crash, missing cocaine, and the black bear that ate it, this wild, dark comedy finds an oddball group of cops criminals and tourists and teens and things <laughs> converging on a georgia forest where a 500 pound apex predator has ingested a staggering amount of cocaine and gone on a coke fueled rampage for more blow and blood bum 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 um so i i picked this one and the reason I picked it was because I saw the, you know, listen, we, I feel like everybody's seen the commercials. I was like, this is a let's do a podcast movie. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I just felt like we had to. I felt like we just had to do it because it, it truly did give off the feel of the bad movies that we're used to watching, but high production. In the sense of it was actually in theaters versus just throw it on Amazon for free right. for us to watch. It's not a Tubi exclusive. <laughs> uh, what a weird movie. It's, it's funny because I was like, uh, I'd, I'd heard a little bit of the press for this movie because like when it first came out, I was, it caught my, it caught my attention. It's like cocaine bear, two words that I didn't really think I'd ever see together. It's like directed by Elizabeth Banks of, uh, uh, Pitch Perfect. Yeah. Uh, she directed that. Like, she directed those movies, I believe. Uh, she played Rita Repulsa in the Power Rangers movies. Uh, she's been in a ton of stuff. A great comedic actress. But, like, Elizabeth Banks, just like, man, she's just, like, not afraid to try just, like, the most random, crazy-ass shit. I swear. That's, like, some Hollywood bravery right there. Yeah. It's very interesting. And... I liked that the crazy weirdness of this movie wasn't just the fact that the bear was on cocaine and killing people Mm -hmm. doing weird things, but it was everybody was fucking crazy and just, yeah, just weird ass people. And I was just like, I don't know. Like it surprised me, you know, cause like I hate comparing, but you know, you, you kind of think of it as like a better version of like a Sharknado type feel. At least I did. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just like, okay, so it's going to be the whole premise of the whole thing is like the sharks and all that. Cause that's what it's like. Yeah. In Sharknado. So like here I was like, okay, so it's just going to be about a bear that loves cocaine kills people, but it's a way, or that it's way more than just that. And so it really did surprise me a lot. I didn't I realize. Think it's, 
Okay, so go ahead. I, I, I was going off subject anyways. I, I was, I was going to say, uh, I do think it's funny that they say it's based on a true story. I read the true story of what this is based on. So the true story, like the, the bit with the guy shoving cocaine out of the airplane in the beginning and then dying because uh, his chute doesn't open, that part's legit. The part about the bear doing cocaine, also legit. However, the part where the bear killed those people... Not true, because the bear OD'd on the cocaine in real life. He, he oh, like had, he, he ate like a freaking full kilo of cocaine and just like keeled over like anyone would do after doing a full kilo of cocaine all at once. So I was wondering what was true about this. I always meant to look it up, but I was yeah. just like inspired by a true story. I was like, that's nuts. Yeah, the 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 co- the, the cocaine bear is like. Uh, like is like an urban legend in in northern georgia like in 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 that area up there uh but the bear died pretty quickly after just like wolfing down an entire like kilo of cocaine yeah yeah it doesn't matter what animal you are that's gonna kill you like but um it it was just I, like it, it's hard. Okay, so I have to like get my thoughts together about this because the movie's so all over the place. So I kind of am, but it's just like the craziness of like the kids trying the cocaine by eating yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, and then, I was like, they're showing kids doing cocaine. Yeah, which I was like, at first I was like, oh, they're gonna chicken out, and like the kids get like a huge. Well, they use a knife. But it's like piled on and they just like shove it into their mouth. I'm like, yeah. holy shit, they're actually going to do this? Yeah, I, uh, I, think it's, I think it's funny because like the one kid's talking about how he like does cocaine all the time. Like this like yeah. maybe seven, eight year old kid. And he's like, and they're like, how much should I do? And the guy's like, a tablespoon sounds about right. And he's like, a tablespoon will kill you, little kid. Yeah. And like, a tablespoon. I don't I know much about cocaine, out. but I know a lot will kill you. Yeah. But then to like, the stupid little gang kids yeah um to the park ranger crushing on the guy to the mom looking for the kids and then the the gang or the the guys that are pretty much coming to get the cocaine to like the bear like there's just so much it's all over the place and it's all just wild and it's crazy because the ensemble cast like because you have like Alden Ehrenreich, who played uh, Han Solo in the Han Solo movie. Uh, you have Carrie Russell, who was also in uh, Rise of Skywalker. Uh, so you have a lot. Of, you have a few Star Wars actors. You have O'Shea Jackson, who was in the Obi Wan uh, series, uh, and he's also the son of uh, Ice Cube. Uh, I think that's where it stops. But you got like Jesse Tyler Ferguson was hilarious. Uh, very convincing as he was getting eaten by a bear in a tree. And then you got Mark, yeah. uh, character famed character actress, Margot Martindale as the, as the park ranger, uh, poor, poor park ranger gets her face. Freaking becomes a red marker on the freaking road out of there. I had to look yeah. away. I was like, Oh, yeah. Oh, and so many, there were so many times during this movie where I had kind of had to do that. It was like, it just like hurt to watch. Yeah. On top of like, she's already traumatized because of, everything and then blowing the guy's brains out on accident like oh yeah. my god i i was like screaming i was yelling i was like what is happening 
it almost uh, it almost started reminding me uh, the 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 amount of gore in this and almost started reminding me a little bit of uh, you remember those web cartoons Happy Tree Friends? Yes, yes, it, it, it was, was like just like that. It was that. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't quite a uh, Kill Bill type yeah. gore, but yeah, I, f- I feel like that's the good like comparison. Um, where it's still enough gore where it doesn't quite it it's it's i don't know it, i feel like so weird saying this but it's so uh, extreme gore where he's just like okay it's not real enough to actually like make me feel sick or anything like that because right. it's just so ridiculous but at the same time it's it's pretty brutal yeah it's, oh yeah it's crazy um I, my i would well my favorite part probably is whenever the bear falls asleep on top of uh, whatever his name was. Can't remember his name. Uh, Alden, Eddie? Uh, Alden Eric's character. Yeah, I think it's Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. Just that whole thing where it's like everybody stops and like they're like, okay, can we call a truce to go check to see if the bear's still alive? Like just the whole thing. I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was funny. Um, there he was just like, it's definitely a girl bear. <laughs> <laughs> um, but all right, so uh, was that your was that your thing you like about the movie, or what's you what did you like about the movie? Okay, it's not all right, that. Yeah. Um, what I really liked about the movie was, even though it was very scattered and just everything about it was I feel like such a mix of weirdness in every aspect of this movie like all the characters to the bear to individual stories to everything I loved that it all actually came together Mm -hmm. because I feel like we've seen a lot of movies where it does this type of thing where there's like 15 different stories but then like half of them get lost and Right, you just get the end of like one where they all come together and you're like, okay, but like, what about all this? And leaving a lot of loose ends, I guess, in a sense. But here, there was definitely no loose ends, um, mainly because everybody dies except for a few people, right? Uh, but I don't know. I I like, I love that the story, even though it's technically cocaine bear, there's so many different stories and they all end up getting a good wrap up together. And I, I don't know. I kind of like that where yeah. it just wasn't a bunch of stuff that leads you to nowhere. So what about you, Anthony? So what I liked about this movie, I, uh, I really enjoyed one character in particular, and that's, uh, I think they referred to him as stash mm. uh, in the movie. So he's one of the hooligans that attacks, uh, David, uh, O'Shea Jackson's character, uh, he's the, I guess he would be the ringleader. Uh, and he, he gets his ass kicked pretty immediately, but I think he's the, one of the, one of the ones he gets, end up taken up as like a hostage, uh, when they're going to find the drugs and he tells them where they're at. And so they basically have this walk through the woods, ends up like consoling Eddie, who his, I guess his wife had just passed away uh, from cancer. And so he's like, cause like, uh, Eddie's despondent this whole, this whole time, uh, uh, and he's like dealing with the fact that his wife died. He's dealing with the fact that uh, his dad is Ray Liotta, this drug kingpin who is like, I guess he sees him as kind of an asshole. He doesn't want to be in the, the drug game anymore. Uh, and, but uh, uh, 
stash uh played by uh aaron holiday uh it's like going goes from being this like generic hooligan uh trying to harass people in like a bathroom to being like this like very empathetic very like almost like counselor type figure to eddie uh they're just like having this walk in the woods and he's like ends up like just like caring for these guys uh and like ends up being more than he appears to be in the beginning of the movie. So it's like very interesting to have that turn uh, from this character that you expect not much from. He's just like cannon fodder to like being like this, just like very thoughtful uh, kid who's just like, like, you know, he cares about the people he's around and all that stuff. And I did really enjoy this one scene where he's like, me and my friends, we're going to move to New York. And it's like him sitting there next to his friends. So like one of them is decapitated and the other one's got his bullet through his freaking head yeah <laughs> so uh so i thought that was one of the funnier scenes but i really enjoyed uh this the kid uh the, the the kid stash uh character i thought he was like the funniest character in the movie myself yeah he was he was definitely a great one <clears throat> so um the dislikes um it was it was long even though it was an hour and a half, it felt really long for me. Um, I was pretty much towards the end, uh, probably the last 20 minutes, 15 minutes maybe, I was done. Yeah. Like, I, I, just, I, I just didn't care. Well, it's like because... yeah, the, the plot becomes kind of one note after a while because there's nothing else that comes up. Yeah, like by that time everybody's dead except for like of course the kids and the mom and like just so I don't know like it was just very much it was a predictable ending. Yeah. I was like um, I feel like I feel like their like escalation uh to like make things like keep, to keep conflict going is Ray Liotta uh his character showing up uh uh, and that's supposed to be like the step up when Sid shows up uh, seemingly out of nowhere, uh, if you ask me. Uh, and it's supposed to like just kind of up the tension. And I feel like it doesn't really do that. Because he never, no. he may be a drug kingpin, but he also never seems like that scary. He's not like this bloodthirsty guy. He's just like, well, he's a guy who's like, yes, he's in the drug game, but he also wants to like protect his family. He doesn't want his family to be taken apart by Colombian drug drug kingpins. Yeah. Yeah, it I, I yeah. So uh, to me I, I think that's what I disliked the most was mm-hmm. you once the craziness and this odd stuff ends which really is about I would say it's probably about 20 minutes the last 20 minutes of the movie. It's a very dull movie. Yeah. So I, 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 I can't tell you what happened because I truly just stopped paying attention because I was like, and it's hard because like you gave us this wild story with wild people, like you gave us so much, and then to end it on such a low note is just like, of course we're gonna stop caring. You gave us no reason to keep us interested of like you know really what's gonna happen like so yeah. that that's probably my yeah that's my biggest complaint 
So mine, uh, mine dovetails in with yours, Ryan. So I, I agree that the back half of the movie there, it's like the tension, the speed of the movie just kind of petered out. And I'll tell you what I think the turning point of the movie was. It's when Detective Bob, when Bob, uh, Bob Springs, the, the, the basically the detective from Tennessee, when he got shot, and I think he like died off screen. I didn't realize he died. Oh really? He, he didn't even get killed obvious. by the. Yeah, I did. I, I I must have missed it, but like as soon as. But regardless of whether I was paying attention or not, I feel like after he died, there was like that. There was like none of that tension about like the law being involved. You have like because like you have the whole thing with the you have the kids and the family, and you have the bad guys, and then you have the authorities. But the authorities are no longer playing a role because Reba is on the. She was on the drug king, uh, drug guy's side, yeah. uh, and so she betrays uh, Detective Bob. Uh, but as soon as he's off the table, it's like now it's just about these guys trying to get their drugs. And so it's like these guys versus the bear. It's not the law versus these guys versus the bear. And then you have these this family in the crossfire, and so it just yeah. like uh, uncomplicates things in a way that it just kind of like unspools all the tension up to that point because it's no longer a question you're not like thinking is the bear going to kill these guys it's like when is the bear going to kill these guys you know so. yeah no i yeah i i agree also i'm just gonna say this like there was a lot of like weird things that they throw in there to try to care make you care about random things that don't matter like the dog the yeah. whole dog thing like i didn't fucking care about the the dog like are you kidding me it's like there's the little things here and there where you're just like, I don't care. Well, we didn't like, know what? enough about the de Detective Bob to really know why he needed yeah. a dog. Yeah, why are you making us care about these things that don't matter? Yeah, so. I feel, and I feel like that's another thing, one of those things where like something ended up on the cutting room floor that made us would have made us like have more empathy for uh, the detective situation because he's obviously he's obviously in some like concerning way needs companionship, and so he was gonna try to get a labrador and he ended up with this shih tzu dog and yeah. uh like and he ends up caring for it even though he spent like all of like five minutes with it <laughs> so yeah yeah so weird uh all right <clears throat> so we are on letterbox which is how we rate our movies so you can follow us at let's do a podcast on letterbox we have I put every movie that we've ever seen, and since we start actually joining now, we're rating them. Uh, so, Anthony, how would you rate this from one to five? You know, this movie is interesting. It's it's a good curiosity. I will say though, after the first time, now, like, and one, one thing I did mention the uh, the gore effects, the, the the visual effects were the practical effects were really good. But I think all of that gets me to like a three out of five on that. It's it's serviceable, it's watchable, it just kind of peters out the end there. Um, but overall, yeah, three out of five for me. Um, that's about the best I can give it. I was like, if I, I was being very generous, I could say three and a half, but let's say three. Yeah, no, I I'm I already put mine in there as a three, so that's, yeah. that's spot on. I, I feel like it, it's it, yeah for the exact same reasons. I'm not even gonna change anything. So yeah. it's it's a it's a good three for us. So to me, it's one of those of, you know, maybe you got house chores to do and you want something as background. 
there you go. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's one that you need to sit there and watch because yeah, you don't have to pay particularly close attention to it. You'll get the gist. Yeah, exactly. So, so there you go, guys. Um, and let's, well, I mean, I'm assuming you finished your beer as well. Yes, no. Uh, I finished mine pretty quickly. I would give mine. Okay, so just a, a quick reminder. So it's a uh, pills of fire. Of course, a pilsner. I love the weird can. Do you feel pilsified? I do feel pilsified. <laughs> it's it's really it's a really good pilsner. It really is. Um, this is one. I mean, granted, I don't know how much it is because I got it in a pack of a bunch of different things but if it was cheap enough this is one i would definitely keep in the fridge because it's a nice beer where i could just you know like i crack i could easily go get another one if i wanted and i don't feel like i'm overly full or anything like that so it's very crisp very good very exactly what you want from a pilsner uh so i will actually give this one a i'll do it 3.75 Nice, nice, nice. What you get for, for us? My, for mine, just a reminder, I have the Masterminds IPA from Hop and Sting and Grapevine. Uh, you know, I... This is not, like, the best New England IPA I've had, but this is still pretty good. Uh, I gotta say, this is probably, like, a 3.8 for me. 3.75, 3.8, somewhere in there. So, yeah, high threes for me on this one. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. New England IPAs are a tough, tough market. That's for sure. It is, it is a crowded market, particularly in the DFW area. Uh, it's not that bad of a market out here on the West Coast. So yeah. um, there's a lot of West Coast. That's for sure. Which I will say. You can expect. Yeah. yeah. I will say uh, just uh, throwing some ones out there to recommend. Uh, these would get like high fours in my book. But uh, the Camus, Kama Citra and primo juice from turning point go get some of those i have started canning and selling primo juice uh in the local stores totally get that and if you ever go by the tap room for turning point get yourself some kama citra it's pretty great i miss turning point yeah i found i found turning point at one local place but I, we haven't been back and I, I always just like okay if we go back i'm gonna buy some like, i just yeah. have to yeah, I went to the uh, the day after they did release for a Texas size 10.4, which is a quadruple IPA. I felt the quadruple on that one. So, yeah, like they did a little 10 ounce pour of that one. And I was like, woo. <laughs> That's turning point for you. Yeah. Um, all right, let's hit up this thing of the week. What you got for us, Anthony? So this is a little bit old news internet wise, but uh, I did watch all the episodes of love is blind this season and i gotta say that while the show is the show and uh it is what it is um i gotta say the thing i enjoy most and this is my thing of the week is internet drama i love me some internet drama i love people complaining about stuff i love just like looking at trending topics and seeing the stuff that people are complaining about and the internet drama that came out of this was when they were doing their live reunion special for on netflix and netflix just couldn't hack it and there were some scathing takes on like on reddit 
Twitter, Instagram, people were just like kind of like riffing Netflix up, up and down, left and right, uh, sideways about like how they just can't. Like I, I, the one I saw was like next time, next time Netflix wants to do some live streaming content, they just need to hire Twitch to do it for them. <laughs> so I just loved, I just loved all those takes there and just kind of going through and just searching the topic. Cause I was, I was PO'd cause I couldn't watch the love is blind reunion live. Like they were advertising for like the past, like several, the past few weeks prior to the supposed release. Um, and so I was sitting there staring at my screen and then just like, I just ended up just kind of scrolling through and just seeing everybody just kind of having the same issue so I could equally commiserate with everybody else, uh, but also see people funnier than I uh, just kind of like just offering scathing critique of the situation and made me feel better. So internet drama, I do enjoy the, thank you very much. That is my thing of the week. Uh, I, I avoided that. Uh, I decide no more love is blind for me. It, oh, come I get, on. I, I get too mad. I get too mad. They're all morons. Um, so what mine is, is an old game, which I'm pretty sure by this time, if you play games in general, you know what game this is. But I... am furious. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You got it. Um, <laughs> it's actually Counter-Strike. Yeah, so I decided uh, one of my friends started playing it again and I was like, oh, you know what? I'll download it. Why not? It's free. Um, it's like the OG uh, like uh, online uh, like a uh, first person shooter game, isn't it? Yeah, like this is so Counter-Strike I feel like is like the base and then they've created so many games off of that. Like um Valorant and I just feel like so many different games that are just like Counter-Strike except for Counter-Strike's the original. Yeah. Um so I decided to download it and play it and I'm having a blast with it. It's really fun. Uh I'm surprisingly actually pretty decent at it, which I was surprised by. Um so I would say truly if if you haven't played Counter-Strike Give it a shot. It's free off of Steam. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I'm having a blast just playing that right now. And of course, I, you know, you have to turn it off so you don't hear anybody else talk because it's so toxic. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it was just like, I don't want to hear people yelling profanities in my ear and all that kind of stuff. So I just, I usually just have on like light music and just play it. It's, kind of fun right now nice which i'm surprised because i'm usually tired of those games like yeah i never did counter-strike because it always seemed like it was too fast for me but i did play team fortress with which i think is built off the same base code with a a different play style of course it's a more cartoony but um but counter-strike i am just not i don't have that hair trigger uh reaction time that needed for that game See, or at least so far for me, I feel like this is way more slow paced than all the other ones. Yeah. Like, I feel like all the other ones, it's just so fast and you have to pay attention to like everything. And it's like, so just extreme in your face. And this mm-hmm. one, I don't know, like it might also be because I've played all the other ones that make you like, you have to be a hundred percent focused and all that. So like on this, I'm like, Oh, this is like a chill game, but <laughs> 
So I'm enjoying that right now, which is nice because I I beat Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, I I'm almost thinking about playing it again. It was it's really really fun. Do you win when you use Avada Kedavra? Everybody, <laughs> everybody's dead. <laughs> Either everybody's dead, or I've turned them all into something else. So uh, fun. Trans transmogrification or whatever you call mm -hmm. it. Yeah, I can't remember. But anyways, so um, everybody, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, it's always a blast. I, I, I always enjoy when it's time to record, even if it's a terrible movie. But luckily, we haven't had a terrible one in a while. So now that I said we that. To, we need to get ourselves uh, in that direction then. Yeah, buckle up. It is Anthony's turn to pick a movie. So yes, it'll be a car wreck of a movie next time. Right. Uh, we do have at least one guest planned. I need to get it together because I do want to get more guests on the show. Mm -hmm. I feel like I say that quite often and I just don't do it. Uh, so, yes, we will start having some guests. And, of course, we'll get back into terrible, terrible movies. So. <laughs> uh, Supper anyways, for your pleasure. That's right. <laughs> But anyways, guys, thank you so much for hanging out. And if you have any suggestions of beer or movies, make sure to hit us up. Let us know. We will always take suggestions. All right. And uh, Ryan, where can they let us know? Yes, you can let us know on the Facebooks at Let's Do a Podcast over on the Twitch, which is Let's Twitch a Pod or pod, Let's Twitch a Podcast. Let's Twitch a Podcast. Uh, YouTube, let's do a podcast. Instagram, let's Instapod. Pod, um, I think pod. Yeah. Pod or podcast, something, one of those. It's Anyways, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and of course, if you like to use a certain platform to listen to podcasts and we're not there, let us know. I will gladly add us to that platform. But till then, everybody, thank you again so much. That's like my fourth thank you. But, you know, I appreciate you if you actually sit through all this. Thank so. you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, anyways, uh, I, I guess bye, maybe. Yeah. Maybe and bye. Until, then, until next time, let's end a podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Follow us on Letterboxd, too. Yeah. Also that. Yeah, Letterboxd. Box. I forgot. Okay. Yeah. Bye, everybody. All right. The end. Okay. Now, bye bye. <laughs>